obviously it'll lose battery, but like that's the whole point of phones. That's no, not, not the point of phones. Also, now I can hack and wait, wait, wait. Now Audio action. <laughs> Didn't that sound like a very cursive way to say that? No. Okay. Hi guys. Salutations. Huh? I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. <laughs> and I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia, and this was a crazy weird start to this episode. Oh. Hello everybody, welcome. It feels like we've taken a break because uh, two weeks ago was before lunch, and now it's after <laughs> lunch. <laughs> Time was crazy. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. And we had some lovely quesadillas for lunch, and Bronwyn pointed out that I am incapable of anything in the kitchen re related ever cut at cheese, all. Guys. Okay, but I did cut the cheese, and I did it fine. And it did not help to have you laughing at me. Sorry, that's just <laughs> Jeremiah. Jeremiah? Yeah. Now it's after lunch. We had some delicious quesadillas. And Brahman was like, oh, we should have some of these crunchy rice rolls from Nature's Promise, which are basically Rice Krispie treats, but... Rice Krispie treats. Krispie treats. But they're... Crispy. That was why I emphasized crispy treats. Crispy. That's what I said. What? <laughs> they're very crispy. They're, uh, yes, yes. They're, they're super crunchy and super loud, and Brahman started eating one right as we started recording this podcast, and I do not appreciate it. I'm... Trying not to, but it's right there and it tastes good. Yeah, so happy summer. Um, so yeah, we're back. We have another episode of Quotes and Anecdotes. Last week we're kind of closer to what our aim was. Hey, can I have your food back? <laughs> I finally did it without you immediately noticing. But I didn't immediately. Back. No, because you're going to eat it on the podcast. Sophia took my food. I did take her food because she's being annoying. <gasps> so, yeah, so, um, um should we get into wordlets? Oh, let's, let's okay, do some wordlets. No because, introduction. Okay. Here, I, there was an introduction of me yelling at you for eating crispy foods. Crispy foods. <laughs> um, so, okay, we figured out last week that, like, after recording a bunch, you kind of get into a rhythm and you're good. But now after taking a break, it's hard to get back into the swing of things. So we apologize for the rocky start that was this episode. But Bronwyn, how about you start with your wordlet? I have an idea that my wordlet is lacuna. Lacuna matara. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. So lacuna means an unfilled space or interval, a gap, or a missing portion in a book or manuscript. Oh, that's cool. I mm -hmm. like the second definition. Yeah, so we were talking about it, and you actually get to hear the second wordlet next week, but we were talking about it in English. We're like, oh, like, like a gap in something, like a gap in a narrative or something, and you don't know what happened, and so you have to fill that gap with your imagination. And then we were talking about the word lacuna, and then we are like, oh yeah, there's a musical equivalent, and then we, none of us could remember the name of it. And then I remembered the name of it. That's next week, so you'll find out what the musical equivalent is next week. But lacuna 
is like cool because it's like an unfilled space or interval or like a, like it's like a missing portion in a book. It's like That's cool. And now for the lacuna, and now onto the book. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, and it's spelled L-A-C-U-N-A, <coughs> which is like strange. It seems it reminds me of like the moon because like the moon is Luna. Yeah. It also reminds me, I might cut this out, but it reminds me of the Pokemon that's called Kakuna. <laughs> you can't cut that out. <laughs> okay, I'll honor your wishes. Yeah, so Lacuna is a cool word. Yeah. Sophia, what's your super word look? It's not a super word look. I started to say S and then I was like, that's not the word I'm looking for, so then <laughs> I said super. <laughs> um, my word is skullduggery, um, which means underhanded or unscrupulous behavior or trickery. So this was from a movie called Dead Poet Society. Have you seen that movie? I've heard of it. It's so sad. Don't watch it. My dad and my mom were like, oh, it's a classic. It's such a good movie. Well, I, like, we loved it and whatever. And it's really sad, but you have to watch it. I watched it and it was sad and I did not feel gratified for how much I was sad after it. Like it, it didn't feel worth it that I was so sad Can't from the movie. Watch it. But, um, <laughs> I don't know, that's just my opinion. I, obviously, like, it's a, it's a pretty well Disclaimers, disclaimers, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I personally didn't love it, just because, like, some movies can make you sad, but it's, like, how it's still a good movie. This one just made me sad, and I didn't feel like it was a good movie. But that's just Whoa. my opinion. But this was from that movie, and uh, the teacher who, I think he, it was, I think it was a school of, like, misbehaved boys, but maybe it was really well-behaved boys. I don't remember. It was one of the two, and he was talking about skullduggery, you know, as in, like, can't, can't do that, and then everyone was like, what do, the heck is skullduggery? Do, you, do they have schools for really well-behaved children, <laughs> specifically? It's not, <laughs> not what I meant. That is what you said. Either really well behaved or really well behaved. <laughs> As in, I meant. Um, um, yeah. No, okay, what I meant is like there are schools for kids who are really smart. <laughs> not what you said. But oh. Stop. And those kids. Tend to be on the more behaved side. I wasn't sure if it was a class full of misbehaving kids or a class full of really smart kids who were also there for well. You know what? <laughs> Skullduggery. It's a cool word. I've never heard it used before. And one benefit of this movie. Cool. What's this week's topic? This week's topic. <laughs> <laughs> this week's topic is something that. Stop! <laughs> A lot already in this episode, and it is. <laughs> it is laughter. <laughs> Your pink laugh is really annoying. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty amazing thing that it is. Don't give me that look. I love laughter. I love to laugh. Doo, 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 doo. Oh dear God! Love we had a choice between doing this episode and another episode for this week. We I'm glad we chose this one. I'm scared. 
Maybe, you know, maybe, well, we'll see. We'll see. Laughter is great, though. That's why we do it so often. That was the strangest way of phrasing it that you possibly why? could have used. You know what? We're going to move on. <laughs> What's your first word? Well, my first word is ebulence. So I wanted to find a word that was like Sophia's, but different enough that I could be just like unique. Um, <laughs> and so I found a word that is a synonym for Sophia's word. So ebulence means the quality of being cheerful and full of energy or so exuberance. Um, okay, but That's genuinely, cool. I wanted good. a word that sounded like like buoyant or something. I think you did that word, so I couldn't do it. No, I, oh, well, I was probably a, did. Um, but I didn't want to do the word buoyant because I wanted to buoyant? do something. Is that what you said? <laughs> buoyant. <laughs> because I wanted to do something unique. But also, like, laughter makes it feel like you're floating around. And it's a very bubbly word. And I wanted a word that was, like, bubbly. And ebulence, mm -hmm. it sounds bubbly. That's exactly why I chose my word. Because well, of the whole flow. My word thing. actually means boiling. So it's, like, bubbly. Because in well, it okay. really was a word in 1749, and it came from the Latin abulentum, uh, meaning a boiling, a bursting forth, or an overflow. So actually, mine is bubbling, <laughs> and um, it's the present participle. Cardinal, 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 cardinal! Look, 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 look! It's a really red cardinal. It's really pretty. Oh, it flew away. Um. So <laughs> it's also the present participle of abulir to boil over. Um, and I liked it, and it was a synonym for Sophia's word. Actually, it wasn't. It was a synonym for a similar word to Sophia's, and I liked it because it made me think of bubbles. <laughs> What's your word? <laughs> My word is very similar to your word, and it is elation, which means... Do you have to just make sounds <laughs> while I'm so trying to talk? I apologize. Okay, we can do this. I'm going to make, I'm going to promise myself, Brown and Walsh, you have to get to 4 o'clock without being blue into Yeah, it was unnecessary. Yeah. I'm going to go to the school for me. very well-being children. I didn't want to correct you because anytime I say like, oh, I thought it was this way, you laugh at me. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Sophia. I was wrong. It's a Boolean sky. Sophia won't let me re-record that part, so just, just, I, I <laughs> I'm already going to be doing so much editing for this episode. We've laughed so much that, no, I'm not letting you record. Okay. Okay, guys. It's okay, though. Sophia's <clears throat> word is now. My word is now. Um, my word is elation, as I already said, and I chose it for a similar reason to you. When I, Whenever I think of... Um, laughter, I always think of just kind of this feeling of being elated, which I usually equate with being just like as if you could fly almost. Just like you, it, it's not not like out of body experience, but like when you you feel lighter. I feel like when you start yeah, laughing. That's why yeah. And which so I don't know. I I always equate the word elation for some reason with like flying and just being high up in the air. Um, and so that's why I chose it to describe laughter. So, the etymology of elation it comes from Latin affere to Latin elot, which is raised, and then Old French, I'm going to pronounce it in a Spanish way, so you don't get to say it. Elacion, that's Spanish. Basically. Elacion. Elacion. Um, and then English, elate, and then elation in late Middle English. But yeah, I just thought it was a nice word. It is very nice. Yeah. Um, so those are our words. See, this is why I love laughter. This is so much fun. Um, do you want to start with your first quote? I sure. Think, I think we'll probably, or I have a lot of anecdotes. Okay, yeah, so. same. Okay, so my first quote is, I love people who make me laugh. I honestly think it's the thing I like most, to laugh. It cures a multitude of ills. It's probably the most important thing in a person. And that's by Audrey Hepburn. Um, I agree with this quote. I think it's one of the most important qualities in someone is the ability to laugh and to make other people laugh, to laugh at oneself because, I don't know, I just think it's super important. I also think that it's like the best way to connect through people, connect to people is through humor because like when you're maybe, like, I don't know, for me, like that's how I get to know someone is by making them laugh. And that's how I become closer with them. And it's the most rewarding feeling for me um, when I can make, if I'm um, someone who maybe is more uptight or less, like, expresses less emotion and stuff, if I'm able to make them laugh, then I'm like, heck yeah, like, I'm very proud of myself. Yeah. Um, And similarly, when someone's able to make me laugh, which I don't think is extremely difficult. I I tend to laugh pretty easily. I make myself laugh. I definitely do. I think I laugh more at my own jokes than other people's, but it's okay. No, that's not true. It is. Well, some of your jokes. Some of your jokes. But, I don't know, I just like... It's a really good quote. It I definitely um, enhances my opinion of someone when they laugh, when they can make me laugh, when they're ready to laugh, and not like at people, but when they're able to like just laugh and have a sense of humor. I think it's a super important quality. This reminds me, this is kind of an anecdote, but it's connected to the, the quote that you have. I was talking to a, a very good friend of ours as we were walking um, on the last day of school to town, I think. We were walking to town, and we were talking about how good sophomore year has been for all of us. And um, she has this thing which she's mentioned a couple of times, which is like, I always there's always math magic. When I go to math, it's always math magic. And while we were walking, she was explaining, like, I think part of the reason why math was so good was because I, I learned how to make friends with people by making them laugh and by, like, using humor to make them laugh. And, like, now I know how to make people laugh and how to make new friends. And, like, just 
the way that she was saying it was like, yes, that's so good. Like, that's yeah. amazing. And it's such an amazing way to make friends is to make people laugh. And I think it's pr- like the people that you make laugh and the people who are able to make you laugh are the, the ones that are usually lifelong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, and I think it's like, that's definitely how I connect with people the most um, is by I making them laugh. And like, I, yeah, I just love that. Um, and Audrey Hepburn was a British actress and humanitarian. Recognized as a film and fashion icon, Hepburn was active during Hollywood's golden age. Um, and she lived from 1929 to 1993. Cool. What's your second quote? Um, my second quote is... Power, money, persuasion, supplication, persecution. These can lift at a colossal humbug. Push it a little, weaken it a little, century by century. But only laughter can blow it to rags and atoms at a blast. Against the assault of laughter, nothing can stand. And that it's was very, so, like three little pigs in a big bad wolf ish. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was said by Mark Twain, who I'll talk about in a sec. But I just kind of loved, like, even, it's amazing, even spite. Pride, like specifically with you're going to talk about this in your anecdotes, but you recently learned how to without fail make a friend of ours who doesn't often laugh laugh <laughs> when she doesn't want to, and um, it's amazing because like even no matter how hard she doesn't want to laugh, nothing can stand against laughter. Yeah. Not like it's it's in, so that's just kind of an example, but like I also love that you know anger and illness like against the assault of laughter, nothing can stand. Once yeah. you start laughing, it's it reminds it's me of like when I was little. Whenever I was annoyed at my sister, especially, she would always make me laugh, and it would make me even more frustrated because I did not want to be laughing then. But I would also be laughing, and ultimately, I think it would like stop me from being annoyed. But like, I don't know. It's just like it's laughter is it's a very good strategy for some, and it's like I think it's a relatively unique I don't know how accurate I am on this but relatively unique trait to humans is like laughter I think so too I was actually thinking and about that when so we were describing strange. the topic yeah it's like dogs don't laugh they mm-hmm. can wag their tails and be super happy when you come home but like they don't humor. have a sense of humor yeah which is really interesting and I think everyone has a Maybe sense monkeys. of humor like my favorite thing about and not do I always well I like you can connect through to literally anyone with laughter no matter how old they are, yep. no matter, like... No matter how different you are. Exactly. Like, and the best feeling is, is when you meet someone who's very different than you, but you're able to find that thing that you connect on. And often, for me, that one thing that we connect on is I figure out what makes them laugh. Yeah. And I remember, like, we... At Am, at Am with Ram Sophia and I did this um, program called the Buddy Program, where um, we work with people, like, all sorts of different people with different... Um, like different things going on in their lives and stuff and we one of the kids we were paired with he just didn't want to hang out with anyone else and he a lot of that people was really nice. a lot, and a lot of people didn't want to like like he would try to get him to like join the group and he just like didn't want to and Sophie and I ended up going with him and like doing some something else that he was a bit more interested in and like we sat in the bunnies and we figured out what made him laugh mm-hmm. and then by the end he did want to hang out with the group because he wanted to laugh and he was having a really fun time. And just like that connection, it wasn't by like telling him what to do or try. It was, we just made a connection through humor. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things about you. This is turning into an anecdote. The reason why you are so amazing is the way that you make 
connections with people is through making them laugh. And like, that's just this incredible connect. And I, I think it's really admirable that you figured out how, like you are able to figure out, sorry, how to make people laugh. And I was also very proud of you with, in the buddy program that we were just talking about. This kid um, <laughs> did not want to like cook with the group, but you were able to be like, no, we're gonna, because he was talking about I think it was spy missions and things like mm-hmm. that. And you're like, no, it's a secret spy mission. You've got to help them. And then you convinced him to come hang out with the group through that. And it's just these connections with people is really... And I don't know. I just I, I just find it one of the most rewarding things. But I, I, I just think that, like, I don't know. Against the assault of laugh, laughter, nothing can stand. And I think laughter really and humor, it overcomes all barriers. Like, it, it, it's, like, no matter if it's an age difference, if it's a culture difference, mm-hmm. laughter is something that definitely bridges all all of those and I think it's super powerful it's a great thing I love laughter what's your second quote well who's Mark Twain oh sorry (laughs) um (laughs) Samuel Langhorne Clemens known by his pen name Mark Twain was an American writer humorist entrepreneur publisher and lecturer he was lauded and I know what that means maybe a word lit as the greatest humorist this country has produced which is pretty cool and he wrote a quote about laughter Hmm. and William Faulkner called him the father of American literature My second quote is, and I have one of those very loud, stupid laughs. I mean, if I ever sat behind myself in a movie or something, I'd probably lean over and tell myself to please shut up. (laughs) And that's a quote by J.D. Salinger in the book, The Catcher in the Rye. Please don't say say that you have a loud, annoying laugh because it's amazing. You better, that better not have been where you were going with this quote for Onwin Walsh. Well, I wanted to say that this is a very good book. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's told from the point of view of the main character Holden Caulfield, and I I really 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 love this book, um, but I just really like that because I think one of the best things actually, even though he's kind of bashing himself for his laugh, I love different people's laughs because sometimes it can be so not fitting to their personality. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Like I don't know. I have cousins whose laughs are so loud and they're these small people with like giant laughs and I have yeah like I know other people whose laughs are just like so high-pitched and giggly and and you wouldn't expect it from them and I just I really really find laughter funny and in some ways even if you don't like your laugh it's like I just find laughter endearing especially when it's not what the sound you expect to hear from someone um and, and I feel like I heard this doesn't really relate to what you were saying, but like, um, I I saw something somewhere that said like you know, handwriting is the written equivalent of the sound of someone's voice, and which I absolutely loved. Yeah. But I just kind of love that laughter, as well as handwriting, as well as the sound of some someone's voice, is unique to every single person. Yeah. And I think that that's really really cool. And it's yeah. a fun like characteristic of everyone. Definitely. And I also laugh when, like, it's a kind of, like, when you're in a group of people who are laughing, everything is a million times funnier, and you can't help but laugh along. And I find that so, for some reason, laughter is so contagious, and I don't know why. Yeah. But it's, like, ridiculously contagious. And it's, like, sometimes even if you're, like, listening to a comedy show or something, or, like, a comedian special, it might be funny, but you know it's a thousand times funnier when you're in that, when, even if it's, like, you hear the laugh track or or the audience laughing laughing along with the comedian it always makes me laugh more and it, it always makes me think you know like 
everything is so funny when it's in person and you're surrounded by a thousand other people laughing. Like everything is just for some reason, like, I don't know why. And there's probably a science behind it, but I love that like laughter is contagious and it just, I don't know, it conveys happiness. Definitely. Um, and Jerome David Salinger was an American writer known for his novel, The Catcher in the Rye. He lived from 1919 to 2010. But it's a very good book. I highly recommend it. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, what's your next quote? Um, my next quote, whoops, is strange when you come to think of it, that, all, that of all the countless folk who have lived before our time on this planet, not one is known in history or in legend as having died of laughter. And that was said by Sir Max Beerbohm. I'm going to go ahead and say who he is now, because otherwise I'll forget. He was an English essayist, parodist, and caricaturist under the signature Max. But yeah. Um, I don't know, I just kind of love that because a lot of times death is seen as kind of a negative thing and like when you die it's sad or it's like, I don't know, you've gotten sick or something. But, and laughter, I love that this quote kind of insinuated that laughter is associated with life. Yeah. And like I didn't when think you, of it like that. Yeah. I don't know. Like when you laugh, it means you have life and like you can't, you can't die of laughter. Um, which, well... My laugh would beg to differ, since when I laugh yeah. really hard, I can't breathe. But <laughs> I, I thought it was a nice way of looking at laughter. as like, it's this incredibly positive thing, and it's oftentimes associated with life. And having a good life, I think. Like, yeah. When you laugh a lot, you've had a good life. It's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good quote. That's, I mean, that's basically... I think I, I like that. I didn't even think of it like that. I was like, oh, that's kind of dark. I thought it was insinuating, like... I... Like, like, I thought it was kind of dark, too, at first, but... But then, yeah, no, I like what you're saying. It's, it is associated. It, you feel full of life when you're laughing. Yeah, I think so. Even, no matter how old you are, again, I think you yeah. always feel full of life when you're laughing. Um, what is your last quote? My last quote is, Happiness is not a limited resource, that if you give some away, you lose it. It grows within both of you, and now you're both happy. And that's by Travis Mackler. <laughs> so this was... I, I think this might have been during sh- his podcast, Schmanners. I'm not sure. But he said this quote, and it wasn't even, like, a profound quote that he was saying. He said it in passing. But I was like, whoa, stop. Like, that's a really good quote. And it's a really good point because, I mean, even though it might take some... Sometimes it might take energy to put the effort in required to make someone happy. But it's... If you're happy, like, making other people happy is something that, like, I don't know, you you should really try to do, because you don't, it's not going to make anything worse for you, yep. making other people happy, um, and I think sometimes people are like, like, I don't care about other people's feelings, but just, it's like, it's not going to hurt you, if anything, it's going to make, make you, you happier, and it's, I just like that it's not a limited resource, because I think sometimes people are like, oh, I'm happy, and that's that. And it's like, okay, you're happy, and now work to, like, make sure everyone's happy because yeah. that it's not limited. Like, you're not going to run out of happiness at some point. You can always make people happy, and you once it, it grows within both happy. of you. Like, now you're both happy. Um, I really... That's, like, one of my favorite Travis quotes. Um, and that's Travis McElroy does a lot of podcasts. He's one of the brothers in Mabim Bam, My Brother, My Brother, and Me, um, and The Adventure Zone, and he's a, one of the podcasters that Sophia and I listen to a lot. Um, and really I really, really, really like him. He's great. Um, so and so, yeah, I, that's like one of my favorite quotes. 
That's amazing. I really like that. I love that one. I've heard it before, but... I texted I, it to you. Yeah. I love it. And what's your last quote, Sophia? My last quote is, To the memory of those who made us laugh, the motley mountebanks... Mountebanks? I don't know. The clowns, the buffoons, in all times and, all, and in all nations, whose efforts have lightened our burden a little, this picture is affectionately dedicated. Um, and I don't know. I just kind of loved that, like, the... As, as we've been saying throughout this, this whole episode, like, the people who make you laugh are more likely to be, like, the people who are your lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like it's very important to recognize that and that maybe people don't super often recognize that. Like, those who make us laugh, like, we need to appreciate those people more and think about that more because their efforts as the the quote says lighten your lighten yeah. your burden a little and like if you're having a bad day laughter can make that day absolutely so much better yeah um which yeah i just thought it was really really nice so this was said by preston sturgis who was an american playwright screenwriter and film director in 1941 he won the academy award for best original screenplay for the film the great mcginty his first of three nominations in the category it's very good yeah. I like that quote. So it's just a nice quote. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, do you want to move on to anecdotes? Sure. So I think the first anecdote I'm going to talk about is kind of related to your last quote. Um, and it's something that I just, if I'm having a bad day or if I'm tired, something that I'll do is I will just watch like a comedian, like stand-up comedy show or something like that. Because just like... Sometimes you just need to laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm tired or in a bad mood, it really just helps so much to to laugh. It just helps a lot to laugh. I don't know. It like it rejuvenates you. It um, it just it makes me just happier overall and more content. I think. And after you laugh really hard, I don't know. I don't know. This is kind of how I feel after I laugh very hard. But I always feel like just warm and content and like almost sleepy like I'm like okay like when you laugh particularly hard like kind of like tired sleepy because yeah. it's like you're out it of, it's exhausting if you laugh exhausting. really yeah. really hard at the end you can be like oh my gosh but not like, a lot of energy. But like not as in like not a bad but, like it's like sleepy like a good like it's yeah. like like yeah, 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 yeah and it's just like it's just such a nice feeling um and the other thing that I'll listen to, and maybe, and I think you're talking about, you'll talk about this a little bit as well, but I listen to um, the, some of the podcasts that Sophia and I listen to. Um, they're a comedy podcast, and it's the, the McElroy Brothers. And it's just so nice to laugh because their humor is just so nice. And, well, okay, wait, how do I explain it? Their humor, it's never at anyone's expense. Yes. So you never feel guilty. Like, it's just yeah. it's just good and it's just it's it um it's just very wholesome and it's just like it always makes me happy and i mean i like did this uh, like uh even in this past week if i was like i just at one point just sat down and listened to the podcast and just stopped thinking about anything else and it just felt so nice just not to worry about anything else um as i said before i find a really good quality and something that really is a good measure of a good friend is someone who can make you laugh um especially for me just because in some ways I kind of I kind of in some ways judge myself based on how like what other people's mood is around me if that makes sense so if like people 
even if it's not necessarily my fault, if people are in a bad mood around me, I kind of am like, oh no, I'm like, I'm doing something wrong, so they're not happy. Um, so when someone's laughing in a good mood around me, then I know like I'm doing a good job as a friend and I'm having fun with them. And it's just, I love when I'm laughing with friends. That's like one of my happiest things. Um, and I just, I love making other people laugh. And I don't, I think I'm best at making people laugh when I know them better, because if I don't, if I don't know a group of people, I, I don't think I could like successfully make them all laugh or do stand-up comedy or anything like that. That's not really as much what I mean. It's more like on an individual basis, like when I figure out how to make people laugh almost like, like consistently, I, I just, it makes me so happy. So one of my friends, the person who does our cover, right? I recently, for some reason, am just able to make her laugh, whatever. And in her words, her, for some reason, her spite has been war like cannot um withstand withstand with withstand my la her laughter anymore, she keeps which is, saying like i don't know what you did like <laughs> what what is happening and it's amazing because she does, she's not a very doesn't go around laughing at everything and everyone she's not like a frivolous person but now that I'm for some reason able to make her laugh it it makes me happy um and i just have other friends or, and I know other people who are a bit more uptight, but like once you're able to make them laugh, it's just, I don't know, it's nice. And it makes everyone feel comfortable and happy. Um, personally, I, I also love, uh, it makes me laugh to see other people laugh. So at my um, camp, they have something called clearing games to decide who clears the table. And on Saturdays, it's freeze. So you'll be eating your dinner, hanging out, whatever, and then they'll just shout, the counselors will shout freeze. And you have to stop moving and the first two people to unfreeze whether it's because they're laughing or they can't like hold the position they're frozen in or whatever it is the first two people to unfreeze have to clear and i for very many years was horrible at it because every time i would get frozen my sister would come over and within two seconds i would start laughing because um and then one of the other counselors figured out what it was if they just look at me and like pretend that they're trying not to laugh and like they can't help it, it just would make me laugh and I couldn't help it. Um, and so it would literally be like two people just looking at, making eye contact with me and like starting to laugh and I would just, I would, I would lose. Did you um, learn to close your eyes? It wouldn't help because I knew that they were standing there like about to laugh and it made me laugh a lot. Um, and yeah, I also, uh, during dinner, my sister would make me laugh and then I'd get in trouble. Oh. So it was obnoxious. <laughs> well, I, not a quiet, subtle laughter, I don't think. Laughter. Um, and yeah, my, as I said before, I have cousins who it's just like, you know they're there because they laugh at everything. And you'll just, they're like, my whole family is pretty short. And they're like, they are too. They're like all under like five, six, five, eight, like it's pretty short family, but pretty short and small family, but they laugh so loudly. And it's especially my uncle and my cousin and she's inherited that laugh and my great uncle as well. Um, it's just, it's like this loud, like, like raucous laughter. That's just like so unexpected and it's really funny. And it's after everything. Um, after their own jokes, after other people's jokes. Um, it's quite funny. That's amazing. Um, but yeah. And then the last thing I just remembered is words for laughter. 
are amazing. Last year, I think it was, it might have been this year, in one of my classes, we, or I think it was last year, we had to think of words that meant laughter, like synonyms oh. for different types of laughter. And li- like literally just like reading out the names for laughter made everyone smile and laugh. Oh, and it was like really? an English class or something. And it's just it's like so, it's like giggle, chuckle, chortle. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, for some reason, just really fun. Yeah. A lot of them. And they just, they're very fun words. That's so good. But yeah, those are my anecdotes. What are your anecdotes? Um, <laughs> I have a couple of different anecdotes. The first one is, as many listeners know, like as I've done a couple of times on this podcast, when I laugh really hard, I start like wheezing and crying. Um, so that's, which is something you've all heard a couple of times and it's simultaneously like amazing and terrifying because I literally can't breathe. But also when, when I laugh that hard, it means I've like reached a level of happiness. That's just kind of really doesn't happen super. Like, it's just a crazy thing that my brain is like, no, you're finding this funny. Now you can't breathe. Sorry. You're going to be sobbing and not able to breathe because that's just how I laugh when I laugh really hard. (laughs) Um, and Bronwyn and my dad are pretty much the only two people who can get me to laugh like that, which is why, like, as I was saying earlier, that's what makes you so special is, like, you're able to make people laugh that hard, which is incredible. Um, and the first time that you saw me laugh like that was the first time we sat down to start preparing this podcast, mm-hmm. which was we were looking up um, synonyms for inspirational because we wanted, originally it wasn't just quotes and anecdotes, it was going to be inspirational quotes and anecdotes, but it was going to be something different than, like, a yeah. synonym for inspirational. And some of the synonyms were really weird, like felt and gut, I think was one of them. Yeah. And Harry was apparently a synonym for inspirational. And uh, this just struck my funny bone apparently, and I couldn't stop, and I was dying. And Bronwyn was like a little worried after I started laughing really hard and then wasn't able to breathe. She was like, are you good? I've never seen you laugh like that. Um, but yeah, Bronwyn and my dad are like the two people who can consistently get me to laugh like that, which is... I know, but yeah, it's, anyways, um, my dad is able to make me laugh a lot, so, like, when we were kids, this is how he would get good pictures of us, and, because my dad's always loved taking pictures, especially of the family, and especially when my brother and I were really little, so we would be, like, all dressed up or whatever and outside, and he would be like, okay, I'm gonna take a picture of you guys, and he would tell us to smile, but then he would do something silly, like wave his arm, or talk in a silly accent or something weird, and we would laugh, and then he'd take a picture. So a lot of the pictures that we have of us are us laughing, which is really, really nice and a great idea to take a picture. So I've tried to kind of replicate that with the kids that I hang out with, not like, not as in like, ha ha, now I'm going to take a picture of you, but like tried to do what my dad did to us when we were kids, which was just silly things that would make us laugh, like dancing or whatever. And a kid that I babysit for is a very, very sweet kid. He's in, I think, first or second grade. And, um... He loves drawing, and he loves drawing princesses and birds, and he recently got a bird book, just like one of those big scientific books of um, all the birds in North America, and he he wanted to look through his bird book. So we were flipping through the bird book, and I was like, I'm going to make this kid laugh. Um, So what I did was I made up, like, characters and funny accents for all of the birds, and it made, I've never, I've never seen him laugh that hard. And so, like, they all had silly personalities and things. My favorite was the belly bird, <laughs> which was, we were talking about, like, we're flipping through and we're realizing, like, oh my gosh, a lot of these birds have white bellies. And then we saw one that had, like, this perfectly white belly and then a, like, brown, the rest of his back and body was brown. 
And I was like, you know, you know who that is? That's the belly bird. And the belly bird, his his belly feathers, they're they're very important. And he only washes his belly. He gets in the in the shower, he has a nice shower cap, but his belly is very important. So he's gotta wash his belly, and then he walks around and he says, you know what I'm proud of? I'm proud of my belly, my belly feathers. And it's just, I don't know. It was very good and it made him laugh. And I was very, very proud of myself. And I came home and I told my dad, like, I was channeling you because he was always the one that made us laugh as kids. So I tried to replicate So that. sweet. I made the mistake of I was babysitting my cousins and we were reading. And I, there are three brothers, so it was a bit chaotic. So I was like, got to keep them all engaged. So I read the book. I can't remember what it was. It might have been um, a, the Guardians of the Galaxy book. <laughs> like, like it was like a book, but it was like the Guardians of the Galaxy were the characters. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was, but I made voices for them all. And I read it with the voices. And then I, the thing is, is um, my cousin's parents were out, so it was like just us. And it was, um, but like that last, it was, this was last August, and the whole month I was also like helping out my aunt. Um, like a mother's helper and stuff so I would go and like help her every day and like take care of the kids but I um, like and every morning I would start out by reading to them while like she got ready and stuff but like I felt very self-conscious doing that with her like there so I would never do that when she was there but then when I was just watching them alone I like that time I was like oh I'll do voices so the next day I'm reading the book and they're like, no, 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 do it with the voices. I was like, I, I cannot do this with like, I, I remember, oh, what happened was I read one of them with like an Irish accent or something. It was a horrible <laughs> Irish accent. It was not an Irish accent. I was like, absolutely not. Like, I am not doing that. She's like bustling around in the kitchen, like trying to get ready. And I was like, I am like five feet away. I'm not reading the book to them in an Irish accent. I was like, no, no, it, it's okay. And they're like, no, no, do it with the accent. I was like, it's okay. I was like, I'm not doing this now. <laughs> A slight mistake on oh. my part. Oh no! <laughs> it was funny. That's very. Good. It made them laugh in the time. There you go. Yeah, apparently um, the parents of the kid I babysit heard stories about the belly bird, so now I, I hope I don't have to do that voice with them around. Um, but yeah, I mean, I besides that, like you said, the. Some of your cousins have really loud laughter. My dad's side of the family, especially my aunt and my grandmother, have crazy loud laughter. It's like cackling, and you can hear it from miles away. And um, that's like, but what I do love is when we get together with my dad's side of the family, we're always laughing. Like, especially by dinner, once we're all sitting down together, we're always just have funny stories to tell or something, which I think is incredible. And... I really love that. Um, other than that, you talked about this a little bit, but the McElroys, the podcast family that we listen to, they always make me laugh, which is actually what convinced me to keep listening to them because our friend, who we've talked about a lot this episode, our friend who drew our cover art, recommended um, one of their podcasts to me. And so I started listening to it, and I definitely didn't understand it, and I didn't really know what was going on, but the reason why I continued listening to it was because they made me laugh. And I'm so glad that I did continue listening to them because their podcasts have become a pretty big part of my life yeah. now. Um, but like literally the only thing that convinced me to keep listening to them was, was the, because they made me laugh. And they all laughed together. That's exactly. That's, that's why I laughed at them yeah. was because they were laughing. 
and their um, laughs are great because one of them are amazing. They're three different laughs. So Justin, the oldest one, when he laughs, he'll he'll continue making his joke and trying to talk through his laughter until he's, he's completely incoherent, intelligible, yeah, yeah, unintelligible. He's just wheezing and he can't can't get through the sentence. And he's um, like still trying to talk. Yeah. And then Griffin, you describe him as sounding like a dolphin, which he I understand. He sounds a little bit like a dolphin. His laugh is just like, anytime I hear it, I laugh. And yeah. I don't know what it is about his laugh. Travis it's, he kind gets, of sounds like The thing is with Griffin, he like, he kind of, you can hear him like lean back in the microphone and it's yeah. like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to do and it. And I also, like, he kind of, I've seen this in, in the videos of him. He like throws his head back, yeah. his whole body back, and it's, it's incredible. Um, and then his, his laugh is really lovely. Travis, Travis is just kind of like an explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I saw he just has this big loud laugh. Which he, is really he posted about his daughter and he said, the proudest moment as my dad is that my daughter inherited my laugh. I was Aww. like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> See, Travis is just the sweetest. I love him. Travis is very sweet. Um, yeah. And the then, yeah. I think the last thing that I was going to mention is just like, laughter is super important in general. Mm-hmm. Is that supposed to make your life longer? Oh, and it, probably. I heard that once. I don't. Know I think I've heard that as well. Um, I think if everyone laughed and laughed at me, we'd have a happier life. Oh, how profound. But On yeah. that note. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to this podcast, guys. Yeah. You can check out our intro music, which is Inspirational Life. Our outro music, Blossoming Inspiration. You can check out our Instagram at quotes anecdotes. Also check out the person who drew our cover art, who we've talked about a lot this episode. Um, her, you can find her at Dino Bite on Instagram. That's D I N O dot B Y T E. Email us at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, and have a lovely, probably August now. Yeah, that's true. It is probably August now. After um, lunch, August. What? After lunch, August. After lunch, August, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's, that's going to do it for us. Well, thanks. <laughs> Aren't you going to say the thing? Bye, my friend Sophia. Did you forget? Thank you for listening. No, 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 no. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I said, never mind. Bye, well, bye my friend Robin. School no. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, no, I went before you... You you were kind of just like bye, and I thought you were gonna leave without saying the bye, my friend Sophia. But oh, of course you, you were, not. You were good. You're good. Bye, you, my friend Sophia. You bye, my friend Bronwyn. And good. <laughs> bye, everyone.